coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. Yes, just an old King Jack on the back of the room. So we call it home every Sunday morning live from 7 to 9 a.m. Central or recorded live podcast available for you 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, uh, TJ Graney in the bunkhouse with me is Cody Ryan. Sound like we're having like a mediation, uh, a meditation session today with and, your boys. Uh, today we're going to practice the art of the. It sounds like all a, in a sweat lodge right now. Sounds like oh, a board meeting. Really weird. That is not <laughs> true. Uh, Cody Rhymes in the bunkhouse and beefsteak. Beef. Where's the beef? Right uh, here. So here it is. Happy to be here. The ranch hands get here early, get the gate open, make sure the old pot belly stove gets fired up, and uh, yeah, and, so and all trades, is. all trades is over there twisting wires, getting things going, and uh, twisting wires for us this morning. All trades, yeah. all trades, jack of all okay. trades. I like it. Yeah, I'm sure you have oh, heard well. that one before. Oh, all so, trades. Uh, well, he may not. He may be too young to even understand. Oh, no, to, not at all. No. No. That's like an old man thing. <laughs> Jack of all trades. <clears throat> 40 That's degrees here, 34 yes. in Lynchburg, Virginia, 31 in Estes Park right now. Carson City's got 13 degrees. It's 38 and degrees at the bunkhouse. Winter's come, folks. Winter's come. TJ is sick. Just FYI. If you yep, hear coughing, gurgling, voice. sniffling, um, the meditation voice. That uh, the the I met and this is in seventy four degrees in Colorado today and is uh, because you know, the well, I'm of the seventies and eighties. He's no, no, it's more NPR. No, it's more it's NPR. NPR. Sorry. Yes, it is NPR. Long. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It rained out here at the farm yesterday all day. Long. Just when I thought it would stop, it would start again. But I went out and during one of the, you know, breaks, four minutes of non rain, I ran out and switched the game camera pictures or, or card right here at the farm. I got one game camera running, camera running and one <clears throat> theater running. And I come back in. I've only got a couple pictures because I just changed it the other day. You know, a couple of days before, but I thought I saw something moving there last night, and I wanted to see if the raccoons were back out yeah. and hit me, and they weren't. Um, and I didn't have any pictures from last night, but I had one from 5.15 yesterday morning of what looks to be the biggest deer I've ever caught on camera walking away. I mean, caught on camera anywhere. Like, the only, I mean, it's... What, why did it look like a picture of Sasquatch, though? I mean, it was kind of 
blurry, it's kind of blurry. And it's got like a ghost it's, image, and it's dark. <laughs> it looks like it's walking away, but if you look at the frame of what, hopefully, is that deer? It got some long, yeah, G twos, G threes. Look like swords. Only counts if you kill it. I remember I told you guys that. Well, who was it that told us that uh, Sasquatch, Bigfoot will never matter until somebody kills one? Yeah. Yeah, right. Drags it in. So. Well, this deer this deer's got me like... The ghost. It is the ghost. It has got me... You know, and they say that about a lot of big deer, you know, is that they're nocturnal. Um, but that deer's got me like way... Like, I'm thinking like, well, what do you do? How do you hunt? You know, of course, my uh, brother-in-law is like, well, put out scents and make a, you know, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, that only works like one week out of the year. Yeah. That scents work, you know? The deer aren't like aren't like that 18-year-old teenage boy. That yes, they like, do. When they get in rut, they are like that. Come on. No, that's what I'm saying. For like a week or two out of the year. Uh, yeah, you got to time right. it right. right? I mean, that, you got to be dead on for that stuff to work. Is that what's going on? Because we went, you know, we set up that uh, place out at at the doctor's and uh, guy that let Blanco. us use his property in Blanco, and we went and looked at the chips on Friday night, and there was very few deer, which was uh, not. It, it was I couldn't believe it. It's not normal for out there. Yeah, right. I think that's we're not yeah. seeing them here. That's everywhere. I mean, the count, it seems like. And I don't know if it's, I think it's just visually, because we started seeing more deer on camera in uh, my in-law's place, you know, uh-huh. just started showing back up. Uh, I guess it's got to be, I mean, it's the Cold acorns. Weather, right. you got to be hunting the acorns like they do up north. You gotta be, we gotta be at a patch of acorns somewhere. Acorns are thick at my place this year. Man, at, now are they at, getting rotted everywhere. out? The ones that we're getting aren't crunchy anymore. They're starting to rot out. They're all over the ground here. You think deer are really that picky though? You think uh, they're like, ooh, I only want to eat the crunchy ones. If, if they're like you, then yeah. Well, yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, but here we go. I don't. I mean, I think they'll eat them out. I think they'll eat acorns soft or crunchy. They don't just eat crunchy deer corn. Uh, I threw out some uh, alfalfa for my deer, too. Did you do a little manger thing like we talked about? A little V that you put the slabs in? No, they didn't have bales. I had to buy cubes, so I put out cubes. Huh. We'll see. We'll see if that I'm brings just, them in. We're trying anything. I'm just goofing around. See a bunch of deer out there, like walking around, like choking on these cues. They've never eaten these horse cubes before. So I have. Uh, we had our first deer on camera in the light this week, this past week. So that was uh, interesting to see one on light. Well, uh, you what, what, what do you, you mean were. by light? What What are you talking about? Daylight. Oh, okay. Wow. Morning light. You had your uh, uh, wife, mom, sent a uh, video just a week ago of the deer walking by. A buck 
walking through your place. Oh, that's true. She didn't when tell you him were about gone. That. She didn't tell him about he that. Knew I wasn't there. He knew. <laughs> the irony of Buck just walking by, right by where she was. You, well, you just know that you're. You must be a lot loud, a lot, you know, louder or smell more or something. You know. I definitely don't smell as good. Yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. I've got. Uh, we got the vegans in this week. No, what? Yeah, oh, they're back. They flew in. They're coming back last night. Those kids just want bacon. They do, man. I can't wait to introduce them. But they it's just kinda... live at your house like a fifth of the year, or what? Have he has work? people living at his house all the time. <laughs> you want to come and over? Always vegan. <laughs> that just happens to be the California strain of my nephews. But uh, yeah, it's so weird. Is the wife there? Yes, she is. Oh, really? Why do you... No, no. I thought you met my wife. No, no, not your wife. Is the vegan wife there? No, she is not. She did not make this trip. Oh, uh, okay. She doesn't like Texas. Nope. She's not at all, man. <laughs> when you uh, remember, this is not family counseling session. Oh, okay. Yes, I'd like to talk about that for a little bit. But it is important when you get a vegan when you get vegan hot dogs and you get vegan cake. And now, you, you get, don't understand. You, these steak, are a soft, kind-hearted gentleman. Um, and you're talking to a, uh, yeah, I wouldn't buy vegan hot dogs, and I wouldn't have probably have vegans staying in my house. Hey, I'll tell you what I would have, though. It, hold on, hold on. It's like <laughs> this, this week I had family and a family group family text with my in-laws family side of the family and they were joking how i don't like people that was part of the theme of the thread yeah with my in-laws and you so, have to agree you you didn't disagree I didn't disagree okay <laughs> yeah i used to say that too but i quit saying that cuz that's not true. i didn't say anything they uh, said it well I had you no know part well, of it. they Sometimes. only know what they see McBride's guns, though, I'll tell you that. You lay them guns out next to the bacon beef, and the <laughs> vegans are going to want to go kill something. We're going to go there. I'm going to take them on a little day trip That's with those, right. those boys. Smackdown. With the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shop, the one we trust with our constitutional rights, McBride's guns. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carrier, special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. Do you have an estate with a bunch of guns that need to get processed and valued and sold? You can do that at McBride's. They will help you with all of it. They'll buy your used firearms. They'll buy your estate firearms. Looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun? Go to McBride's. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for a year, the corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com because McBride's Guns, well, they're our hometown gun shop. We're just getting this thing cranked up. We've got news of the weird. We'll talk a little fishing on the flip side. Uh, plus all your favorite segments. we got two hours of the Outdoor Zone. Stick around. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the Bunkhouse 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to T.J., Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. 
everybody, Mike Waddell again, bringing, you, bringing us into the outdoor zone. Yeah, it's just an old tin check, but that's where we do this thing every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 live, or 24-7, 365 on your favorite podcast platforms. Hey, Nile Maxwell Supercenter, if you are, or for the third year in a row, number one drive appeal among large light-duty pickups is the Ram, according to J.D. Power. And I love my Ram. And more truck owners are switching to Ram. During Ram Power Days, the best place to buy your new Ram is where they've been selling them for over 38 years. And for a very limited time, 0% financing is still available on 2022 Ram Lone Star trucks with lender approval. Truckloads of new 2022 crew cabs, quad cabs, Lone Stars, heavy duties. It doesn't matter what kind of new Ram you want. We'll, we've got it in our incredible selection, and we're ready for anything. At the number one Chrysler Deep Jeep Dodge Ram and dealer in Austin, come save thousands at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin, or see all the savings online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. Oh, my gosh. That was hard. <laughs> you shouldn't have taken all that NyQuil yeah. before you started the show this morning, bro. I, I was going to say, and, and TJ is uh, battling a cold right now. I'm a soldier in the in the uh, uh, ditches around the battleground. Well, Can't make it. Or you got a cold and you're in the bunkhouse. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. about it. Well, so uh, in the fishing world, professional fishing world uh, is kind of slow right now as far as events and things that are going on, obviously. Um, everybody's there's out a lot going hunting. on in the background. Do what now? Everybody's out deer hunting. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the background, whether it's hunting and all of that stuff, but also signing up for different leagues and different events, uh for the 2023 season, which is crazy that it's just around the corner, but all that will fall into place. Lots of moving and shaking in the professional fishing world between the three major leagues, whether it be the MPFL, uh, the MLFFLW, the uh, Bassmaster Trails, uh, you know, with the new Opens, Bassmaster Opens qualifications to make the Elite Series, you have to fish all nine Bassmaster Opens. Hmm. And there's a whole lot of guys that are doing that. I don't, I mean, I understand the appeal of the Bassmaster Elite Series, absolutely. It's the, you know, the, the pinnacle is the Bassmaster Classic and qualifying for that. Um, man, it's just hard to, I just can't figure out how to justify uh, fishing the Bassmaster Opens. You basically have to win two of them to uh, make any money in the Bassmaster Opens, two out of nine. And, uh, you know, fishing against a couple hundred guys, 250 boats, uh, winning two, up, two out of nine is – I just couldn't do the math. I couldn't couldn't figure out how that made any sense. So – I will not be fishing the Bassmaster Opens this year, but uh got some changes, some things going on in, in our side to be revealed uh, in the future. Not necessarily changes, maybe some additions. Um, looking for sponsorship stuff right now, kind of trying to tighten that stuff up. And so there's a lot of behind the scenes. That's what I was 
you know, kind of leading to was that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in this off season, what you call the off season. I had, and kind of what brought this up, I was at this fundraiser the other night and uh, somebody was talking and they were like, well, your season's over. So, you know, what do you do when you're not fishing? And that was just their basic question. What do you do when you're not fishing? They, you know, heard that I had, was a, you know, a bass fisherman, fish tournaments, travel all over the country. And I said, well, I mean, there's sponsor obligations and then there's other businesses I run. You know, there's 40 weeks a year, basically, 35 anyway, weeks a year that I'm not on the road bass fishing. So I have to fill that in with other low uh, income streams, low paying jobs, basically, is what I joke. And I have multiple low-paying jobs. And uh, or sponsor obligations, you know, whether it be filming. You know, we did a cool deal with Altrua um, that's out now. And, it, you know, those things come up where, uh, you know, you're obligated to, to do that as part of your sponsorship. And um, and so that's what, that's what this time is. And then securing and... Um, outlining what the 2023 season looks like i mean what does that look like for me what's it's a business and in order to what i had to do this year was put it all out on a piece of paper like you would any business and say okay what makes sense what would turn this operation profitable what's the best chance of making this operation profitable so that your time and focus is spent on the business rather than a hobby, and uh, it's been it's been cool. I think it's uh, it's exciting for me to kind of look at it a little bit different this year. This is really the first year that I've turned off the um, you know kind of the hobby side. I will, it's always been a business, but it hadn't been as I haven't been as driven to um, follow all the business principles. You know, if I broke mm-hmm. even, that was a good year. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm looking at it different now. If it's going to be a sustainable business, and I see guys in the industry that do this um, time and time again, a sustainable business has to be profitable. And so what's our best option? Now, we are competing, Right. So a source, a potential source of income is our winnings. And so you have to take that into account. But, you know, looking at numbers, what's your average finish? How many times do you finish in the money? You know, that comes into play. Is that going to, you know, help lead you to profitability as a company, as a fishing company? So. Anyway, there's lots of parts and pieces that I think, you know, the average guy out there, average gal, average outdoorsman, women that see a professional angler probably don't understand. You know, we I still get the, man, it must be awesome to have sponsors to pay you to go fishing. And uh, and I'm sure it is. That would be great <laughs> if I had sponsors to pay me just to go fishing, you know. Um, but it just doesn't work that way. And so, trying to line up the last couple, uh, you know, this, the last couple sponsorship opportunities, putting those packages together where it's not a burden on a potential sponsor, right? You don't want to be a burden 
just something else they have to do on their to-do list. So you have to almost try and guess what would be beneficial to them and put it in a little, you know, sealed package where you can offer that to them and it be beneficial. That's the other thing, too. You know, there's a lot of people between high school teams, college teams, local, you know, anglers that are looking for logos. You know, they want to put as many logos as they can on their Looks like a NASCAR, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's just not the way, you know, that's not the way you operate it. So, Cody, let me ask you a question. Do you ever go fishing recreational just for fun? It's it's a lot fewer and further between these days, but I have been making myself um, in between events like I don't know. Before my last event of the season, I went out to a lake near me, Lake Somerville, and I took a crappie rod, and I said, I'm going to crappie fish this afternoon. I'm going to figure out how to catch crappie. Okay. And, you know, did that until I broke off the only crappie jig that I had. Um, But caught a few crappie, you know, and just I try and change it up. Like, do something different but still fishing related just to kind of have me look at things because i get in such a rhythm and a routine uh in the bass fishing world of you know fishing for the same thing and looking for the same kind of stuff and so your recreation is going after a different species maybe a different species marlin (laughs) marlin fishing like the like that guy yeah yeah hey uh my buddy dave uh my running buddy went out to the lake in the little neighborhood where he is uh, where we live and uh, in that little lake in the middle of it and uh, I think on Saturday maybe it was Friday but Saturday uh, he went crappie fishing he crappie fishes that lake and slammed a bunch of crappie from the bank? no he has a little boat and he goes got a, got a couple of spots out there and he crappie fishes and does he, he keep them? Does he keep them or throw them back? Yeah, he keeps them. Okay, I thought they're good. Uh, it's crappie season. I mean, yeah. a big crappie right now. It's the time to go crappie fishing if you're a crappie fisherman. It's it's uh, they got it's, they got some pretty heavy duty crappie tournaments around the country too. Oh yeah, it's a big deal. It's, it's a, a big deal. deal. Crappie tournaments, are, crappie fishing is a big deal. I'll tell you what else is a big deal is having an affordable, top quality health care option for your family, and it can be tricky. For the sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed, I trust Altrua HealthShare. They're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua is not insurance. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Basically, members contribute each month to a membership escrow. Eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. Uh, a dedicated member service representative team will help members navigate everything from finding health care providers to guiding members through submitted, submitting medical needs for sharing. It's literally that easy. I've had it for years. I absolutely love the idea. I love how it operates. And, uh, and Altrua Healthcare, I mean, I just, I love the people there. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. All right, news of the weird coming up next. You don't want to miss it. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are 
live in the bunkhouse 24-7-365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. Regulators, you're tuned into the number one outdoor zone radio show and podcast right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network Live. Available live here on Sundays or 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, everybody, you know, you know, at some point, everybody needs their vehicle repaired. Beefsteak here. Hey, regulators, when it comes to my wife's Durango, I found a mechanic. I can trust over at Sun Automotive Service. Sun Automotive Service is a family-owned and operated and repair maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do. And we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips all week at sunautoservice.com or... Go to go to 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, 1403 Verbery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620 North. SunAutoService.com That's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Well, here's a good one. Everybody sees, uh, if you've been out in the field long enough, you've seen something strange. Uh, either when you kill a deer, you find a broadhead in them or you find uh i don't know something strange you or you cross paths with tj or beefsteak that's both weird encounters <laughs> well, you, could be. did you see that picture that i left on your uh your camera by your deer stand the one where you're peeing on the feeder yeah man you and your little pita pita friends oh i, I thought you were saying his little Oh, hey. The pita. Pita, friends. <laughs> Not her. Texas Hunter takes rare three-eyed deer to New Braunfels taxidermy. A New Braunfels taxidermy discovered something very unusual earlier this month, a deer with three eyes. On Friday, November 11th, John Wilson of Double Nickel Taxidermy in New Braunfels posted a picture of the rare deer on Facebook, leaving many people in the comments to joke it was caused by a nuclear plant nearby. I don't think there's a nuclear plant. No, there is not, I guess, in Bay City. that's not the case. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Department told McClatchy News that something that can can happen but hardly does. The department said this is just random anomaly, a birth defect, and extremely rare. It doesn't happen to, it doesn't appear to have affected the buck, though. Wilson said he's never seen a deer with three eyes before. He said he thought it was a 
abscess at first, but later figured out it was a fully formed eye under the skin. Did you see where it was? It also was a surprise to the hunter. We've skinned thousands of, if not tens of thousands of deer over the years. Typically, a lump under the skin is simply an abscess or maybe even a broken-off piece of antler from fighting with another deer that healed over. This is definitely the weirdest thing we have ever seen. The National Deer Association also believes it was a birth defect. The association told Field and Stream, it's safe to say that this is exceedingly rare. We've seen with a, we've seen them with a fifth leg coming out of their backs. We've seen two-headed fawns, but we've never seen a three-eyed deer. <laughs> Nature and wildlife sure are amazing. Our buddies that listen from out of state are going only in Texas. Did you get well, they got three ideas. You, know, you grow up and your mom has uh, a set of eyes in the back of her head <laughs> that nobody ever sees, right? Go <laughs> that six that's sense. true. That's that's an interesting comment. Did you see where? Did you see where it was though? Did you? Yeah, it was like on the bridge of mm-hmm. the snout as a lump. Can you? I, I don't know. Fully formed eyeball. Fully formed eyeball. Is would you? So here's the question. I, think I posted it on our Facebook page. Would you eat it? The eyeball? The eyeball. No, not the eyeball. The deer. Oh yeah. You, oh, and so I noticed too that there was a Facebook post, and it was of a guy's hand with a little worm on it, and he said, "Found this in some deer meat. Should I eat the deer meat or not?" And it started this big ruckus. And come to find out, the guy that posted it was a, a vegan, and and he was just trying to screw up hunters. And he did this whole thing where he's like, "I killed this deer, and this, there's worms in the meat, and yeah, and the liver. Should I eat it? Yep. Yeah, and it just grew into this huge thing. And then people figured out that he was just a, uh, you know, just a activist. Trying he was to stir a bot. It. Tell you what, if you get on the uh, Texas Texas Processing, Deer Processing uh, group on Facebook, oh, my, that will take you hours. Every time someone posts, there's probably 150 comments from all over about. There's a a handful of different hunting, uh, Texas hunting groups. Yeah. I'm a member of like two or three of them, I guess, that. And it's it's crazy, some of the things that are posted, and then the comments that come after them. It just it blows my it just blows me away. Like these people are literally spending that time <laughs> typing that. It must be it must not be on a phone. But I get. Did you have to sign up? I mean, all the ones that I uh, went to were private. You had to answer a question. Yeah, I think like, you probably got to do that on most of them now, you know. But uh, yeah, somewhat legitimized. Texas, Texas hunting is a good one. I tell you, I told TJ if people say you can't ever hunt in Texas uh, and there's no opportunities, you get on that group, and you wouldn't believe how many people are out there going, "Hey, we got one for two weeks. We're gonna jump this." Um, you know, the, 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 we need an extra two people, and we've got this opportunity, or we got a place out in Rock, you know, Springs that needs somebody, or uh, it, it's all I've over. Got, I've got um, 
Christian organizations, too, that send me notices. we got a couple of them that are looking for kids to come out and do hunts. And uh, yeah, that's you got to pay to go out there and do it, but go out there, it pays for all your, it covers all your lodging, everything. It's like 500 bucks, and you get like three days, all your meals, all your lodging, a deer and a hog, and uh, I mean, there's some, there's some hunting out there if you want to do it. And for kids, the Texas Youth Hunting Program is actually a pretty good deal. 150 bucks, you get to go on a, uh, you know, pretty. Uh, nice ranch usually the one you wouldn't get on normally and those owners shut them down for that weekend ranches yeah and they want to do something nice they want to give back right and it's really good for people that have that have never really hunted before like it's especially if it's family i mean that's incredible right you where a dad wants to experience that but he was skipped a generation because there wasn't a dad or a grandpa around to help him and uh, he doesn't want to make that happen he wants to give his son a privilege or daughter a privilege to get into the honey and so it's a great it's a texas youth hunting program uh, 150 bucks they pay for everything except for you getting there you do have to have hunters uh hunter's ed in order to and of course a license, a license. yeah but it's a good program there's a yep. super hunt coming up in January that I'm going to be part of, and that's out, you know, by Giddings there. And um, I, it's like 17 different ranches all get together, and then everybody goes that's out. out by, that's out in the hill country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Giddings. Uh, I wonder what other Gale- states. I'm sorry. Gillespie County is what yes, they Gillespie. call it. Gillespie. 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 See, and I drive through it every time I go dealers. I don't even know the yeah, name of it. I wonder, like what, Fredericksburg. I wonder yeah. what other uh, states do as far as, because I know, like, Michigan, they're, if it didn't start this weekend, it starts pretty soon. They have nine days of hunting, and, you know, it's just this open season. Uh, but we have so many deer, and we have so much opportunity in the state of Texas that you can do the super hunt. You can have the youth hunts you can have all these different hunts but there's other states i don't know that they have the ability to offer that stuff tennessee is one that has duplicated the program of texas in fact i i heard that uh chris and them went and met with them to tell them kind of to have them adopt it and i know virginia has uh because i know rick mcgee does a bunch of youth hunts up there with koz boys mm-hmm. so uh I know there's a bunch of youth hunting there. But you're right. In, don't know. <laughs> in, in Illinois, you know, you only get, what, two weekends? And he had a, you get one deer? And it's all shotgun? With slugs? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would be tough. You're right. Two or three youth hunts. He does two or three youth hunts a year in Virginia. So we should we should ask him what that looks like. But apparently... Apparently, places like Michigan with nine-day hunting seasons don't have a problem getting hunters out there because they're like the number one state for killing deer <laughs> yeah. and hunters. Well, you they uh, do Texas. No, no chance. You know, I said sure? that on... I'm, I'm getting a text 
I'm getting a text from Dan Cook in West Virginia. He says they have youth days there as well. Yeah. We well, youth yeah, season, right? Have the youth. They have the openings. But do they have, like, what we got with this m- massive amounts of deer? And No, 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 no. The populations, I, I, I just recently heard the populations. Um, five million. Somebody, yeah, well, I knew that five or six million here in the state of Texas. We kill off a million and a half every year. Um, and it continues to grow. The population continues to grow, but not every state's are, you know, obviously states aren't like that. And and a lot of ways we've got different populations, and it's all based on population and opportunity based. I don't think that most states as a whole uh, are just politically driven on whether they can hunt or not. I think it's all population driven, and we just have a lot of deer, so. Amen. We have a lot of, lot of blessings. God bless here. Texas. Yep. I'll tell you what else is a blessing is having an out, uh, having a source to uh, find the parts and pieces and things you need for your boat. The place I have found, the place I use, partsview.com, uh, a new supporter of the Outdoor Zone here, and a place that first, before they supported the Outdoor Zone, I found them and bought a maintenance kit, a full maintenance kit for my boat. It's time to do it again. I'll be ordering from partsview.com, P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. They're an online one-stop shop for all your boating needs. You can go on. They also have a YouTube channel that has all kinds of helpful uh, videos, anything from fishing to boating to I mean, just about every topic, how to fix and change and tips and tricks for everything boating. Artsview carries a uh, uh, catalog of genuine OEM Yamaha, Mercury, Suzuki outboards, as well as Maricruiser Stern Drives, parts and products, over 200,000 products online. It'll be uh, shipped straight to you, fast shipping, handy maintenance kits, and helpful customer service hey go see our friends over there if you're looking for anything whether it's just maintenance or uh accessories for your boat partsview.com p-a-r-t-s-v-u.com coming up next game warden field notes you do not want to miss this one you get it only one place it's the outdoor zone live at the bunkhouse 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com This is your deer shooting, planter digging, dove blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie, outdoor zone radio show broadcast live from the bunkhouse seven, Sunday morning, seven to nine, or 
recorded live for you on all your favorite podcast platforms, and you can find it at theoutdoorzone.com, our new website. And, uh, hey, Keystone Bank. I love banking with a banker that I can pick up the phone and call my buddies over there and find out what's going on, find out about a loan. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for awesome community members, families, and entrepreneurs. That's Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. Banking at your fingertips, anywhere, anytime. To learn more, get started. Or get started at that. with a Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person. There's 11,500 BKS Road. There's uh, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin. There's 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all the information. Keystone.bank. Now it's time for our Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Well, I guess I never really thought, really considered much. Never gave it much thought about after a hurricane or a big storm, and all those boats get trashed. You see the pictures of them, you know, yeah. blown away, marinas piled on top of each other. Um, but I noticed that uh, there was an article recently about the boats in Florida from the recent hurricane, mm-hmm. and the thousands of boats that are just spread all over the state in swamps and waterways and all over, and the game wardens are charged with going out and finding them, identifying them, finding the owners, and then the owners have a certain period of time before to get them out of there. They have to notify the insurance company. The insurance company has to come out there and assess them. Then they have to... Uh, get them out of there, and they have a certain amount of time. And holy cow! Did you see how much it cost? Four to eight hundred dollars a foot. Foot. Yep. To get a boat pulled out of a, you know, and and there's a bunch of well, them. what that is thousands. So four to eight hundred dollars per foot. So that's I believe what that that number is is like whether a pre-storm. Whether you're deciding to pull your boat or your yacht out of the marina and onto dry land to dry dock it, I believe that that's what that cost is, right? No, no, no those are the lost boats to sunk salvage ship channels and yeah, to salvage washed the boat. up against the shore, and that's how much it costs to get somebody to bring their crane over there. I think they said a thirty-foot vessel would be uh, between twelve and twenty-four thousand dollars. And they got a bunch of them out there that are sunk twenty over the one hundred boats so far that they twenty one hundred yeah that they called in that people called in about <laughs> and I started I started thinking about it too it's 
is that has got to be a it's got to be fraught with fraud. I mean, there's got to be tons of fraud out there where people are claiming, mm-hmm. scamming, scheming. I don't know. Man, why do you always think badly of the human? Well, first of all, this is done in Florida. So that's the Florida guy thing already, right? Sorry. Yeah, it's a great thing. <laughs> you're in Florida. You're living amongst. Isn't that what Tiger King is over in Florida? Oh, you're okay. in the top 3% in the world <laughs> if you live in Florida. Well, I'm just thinking that anytime there's huge deals like that, that there's going to be people claiming or trying to claim or. I don't know. Well, they said they have a 45. Of course, there's there's a lot of criminal. I mean, you'll get. They don't put up with it down there. That you you go in and try and jank them out of that. They'll they'll surely come after you. Well, said you let, got a 45 go. day deadline to um, to do something about the displaced vehicle or vessel. Yeah, I, I just never thought. What if they I haven't just, found it? What if you can't find your boat? I think it is. It, I guess, right? Yeah, these are just you the ones. Do the process. You got to go through the process. And that's such a weird deal. You know, when Lake LBJ and we had all those major floods here in Central Texas, and they found, I believe it was Lake LBJ because it was supposed to be a constant level lake. They found all these and boats smashed up against the dam, and some of them actually went through the dam to the they lower lake. Over the dam, and and yeah. I remember going out towards that direction and seeing. Uh, at one point, I saw an 18-wheeler full of just uh, stacked-up jet skis all strapped down on this trailer. <laughs> I mean, it was probably a hundred of them just stacked. I don't know how that was safe to carry all those jet skis, but there was just a pile of jet skis on an 18-wheeler being hauled off. I thought, oh, wow. He's yeah, heading for the a, flea there market. Was there was a, a, a lot out near the ranch where we used to hunt. Uh, near Sunrise Beach, and yeah. After the floods, it was just they were stacked up out there. Yeah. And then, and then they were gone. After yeah. several months, they were all gone. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. We've got a whole nother hour on the flip side. So stick around. We've got some of your favorite Peter Report, Armed Citizens Report, all that and more. I want to talk a little bit on the flip side about the deadliest creatures on this earth. There's a couple that I just want to point out I had no clue about. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. You know I've been- 